Welcome to the Lock Sportscast, your weekly source for Lock Sport news and sometimes interviews. This is episode 42, recorded the first day of spring on 2021. I'm your host, Charles Current. In today's episode, the lock picking lawyer is quoted in an argument against a gun storage bill, copying a key using a plastic bottle, a six foot two inch padlock, first pick of the Medico M4, Mao's Plongus video, Deviant Olaf on the Hacker Mind podcast, what is a lock stick? Rune is on fire. Two new Lock Noob products. The 1831 City Bank of New York robbery. Thief uses locksmith to steal a car in Oakland. Sales and giveaways. Just a reminder, you can find this podcast in an audio version almost anywhere you listen to podcasts. You can find a video version on YouTube. Links to stories discussed will be in the show notes. YouTube and a few of the podcast apps limit the length of show notes and or the ability to post clickable links. But you can always find full show notes with clickable links at thelocksportscast.com. Announcements this week, uh, same as last week. I just want to reiterate, this is important, the Lock Sportscast has changed podcast hosting services. Most podcast apps should switch over automatically. Uh, this only applies if you're listening to the audio version. If you're on YouTube, it won't affect you at all. This is the last full episode that I will be posting on both accounts. So if you fail to see the normal full episode next week on Monday, make sure that you uh, unfollow on whatever app you're looking You're doing and check to see if resubscribing will catch it. If not, uh, let me know. Also, I will be posting a probably a short little uh, note on audio note on the, the, the old feed to just let people know, hey, switch over in case they're stuck on the old feed. First up in the news this week, we have an article out of Colorado called Gun Storage Bill Misses Its Target. And I'm going to go around the politics of this specifically, but I thought it was interesting that they quoted the lockpicking lawyer in making their key, one of their key arguments, which is that the locks that the bill requires are ineffective. So to quote the article here, they say, a YouTuber called the lockpicking lawyer demonstrated that a cheap cable lock can be defeated in moments. He said, as you saw, I was able to open this in a few moments with a relatively unskilled raking attack. As such, this is not something I would rely upon to stop a curious adolescent. That same fellow found that although the heftiest cable locks are pretty strong against cutting attacks, the flimsy locks, which are all this bill requires, can be quickly cut with widely available hand tools. Of course, bolt cutters or a hacksaw could defeat any such lock. He also found that standard padlocks can be defeated pretty easily with a hammer. Another fellow showed that even a hefty cable can be cut with the simplest of cutting tools. The key is just to take little tiny bites into the cable with a cutting tool, he said. So I just thought it was interesting that they are now quoting the lockpicking lawyer as one of the uh, experts to help make an argument on their side of this particular bill. But as I said, I won't go into the politics or my particular viewpoint on that in this. On to the next story. On YouTube, the modern rogue put up a video called Copying a Key Using a Plastic Bottle with Lockpicking Lawyer. 
And it appears they found out that it is not as easy as they thought it would be. After a few failed attempts, they ended up uh, having the lockpicking lawyer guest appear on the show to show them how it really should be done. So I'll have that in the show notes if you want to check it out. Out of India, we have a story entitled Elderly Couple Makes Unique Lock Weighing Over 300 Kilograms. With an aim to promote the trade and the art of lockpicking, an elderly couple has made a gigantic lock weighing over 300 kilograms. The locksmith's family has been making locks for over 100 years. His wife, uh, he and his wife together are making the fully functional lock and key made up of iron and around 60 kilograms of brass. The lock length is six foot two inches and it is two foot nine and a half inches wide. The key is 40 inches and weighs around 12 kilograms. It took them over one year to make the lock, and they have spent over 100,000 rupee, which is equivalent to $1,375 right now. He is quoted, the locksmith is quoted as saying, we have made this lock in order to get Alaga its fame. It's a fully functional lock, and can, the key can lock and unlock it like any other lock. I had started this work before lockdown along with my wife, Together, we have made this possible. The couple aspires to make an impressive lock for Ayodhya, their Ram Madir, which is an under-construction Hindu temple in that town. The city is famous for locksmiths and is among the largest manufacturers of locks in the country. So, yeah. Squire, eat your heart out. Six foot, two inch lock. In community news this week, we have the first pick of the Medical M4 by Artichoke2000 in his video entitled Temporary Video, Medical M4 Pick and Gut. He says this is a temporary video which will be replaced by a deep analysis in about a week. It's not his normal, highly produced videos, but he does give at least a shot down the keyway with a camera. And he manages to pick that and gut it and show us all of the wonderful little bits inside of this new model of Medico. So I recommend you go check it out. Lockpickers United YouTube channel posts a new video called LPU Teardown ASA Twin Exclusive 5700. It says, in this video, Mao tears down the ASA Twin Exclusive 5700. This is the first public representation of this lock in film that we know of. It's pretty neat. So I recommend you go check it out. It's a fairly rare version of the ASA Twin. and. He breaks it down and lets you see what it is. And so go check it out and make sure you leave him a plongus in the comment section. Deviant Olaf has been uh, interviewed on the Hacker Mind podcast. And their Twitter post announcing it says, What is the allure of lockpicking at hacker conferences? In this episode, Deviant Olaf explains why these mechanical puzzles remain popular with hackers. So that's episode 16, entitled The Gentle Art of Lockpicking. I have not had a chance to listen to that myself yet, but I did see it posted and I have added it to my queue to listen to this week. The Bone in the Box has been uh, being creative again and created what he calls the Lock Stick. It's a stick with all the bark cleaned off that looks kind of like a deer antler. Um, And it has cutouts to mount locks in. He posted a picture on Discord that appears to show a kick cylinder 
a Medico rim and an Mhart rim mounted in different parts of the stick. And he also has a short video on YouTube showing him picking the kick cylinder. So you can go check that out. And Rune Picker is at it again with his latest video entitled World's First Isis Picked on 900,000 Plus Scoville Hot Sauce. He, he says, finishing out the Spicy Belt series by picking and gutting an Isis lock on 900,000 Scoville Hot Sauce. He seems to have a need to torture himself while he picks. I don't know why. <laughs> it's a unique lock that I've never seen before. It's got like a rear tensioning. It's got hourglass pins, a key with a spring rotated, rotated bidding piece. It's, it's really strange. Definitely worth checking out. I recommend you go watch it. And we'll have a little more on Rune in the karate belt section. In new products this week, Lock Noob has put out a video detailing his new Multi-Pick Elite 39 Lock Noob Essential Selection Kit. That is a mouthful. Anyway, go check out his video. You can see all the different picks that he's included, why he included them, his thinking behind all that. And for anybody that's interested, it is available for sale on the Multi-Pick website for 239 euros or... 219 pounds or $279 US. Uh, also, Bosnian Bill did a review of the set on his latest video entitled, or it's number 1871 Review Multi Picks Lock New Pick Kit. And as usual, he's actually giving the set away just like he does with all of them. So go check that out and you could possibly win one. And Lock Noob also partnered with Sparrows to do a new design for the Sparrows Chaos card. So if you're into those wallet lock picking cards, I recommend you go check it out and see if this one has anything unique that you would be interested in. HV Logic wanted everybody to know that Rubber Band's new uh, lock impressioning handle is available for sale on the hooligankeys.com website. And quick uh, description, the handle is made of steel with a 3D printed sleeve for the tension post. The back of the handle is threaded to store the tension post and sleeve when not in use for easier storage. So, uh, sounds pretty handy. Uh, this is a limited edition tool according to the website, and there are only 25 in each batch. And it is available in a metric and an imperial version. Night Owl has put out a video reviewing the SWIC, the S-W-I-C-K, which is a full, fancy folding uh, lockpick set that was started on Kickstarter in 2018. There have been some problems getting the product to market and uh, some people were getting pretty worried about whether they would ever actually see them, but they have started shipping some out to backers uh, towards the end here of January 2021 and Night Owl got one. So uh, he does do a pretty good review and overview of how it works. So you can check that out if you're at all interested. If you are a backer of the project, Keep your eye out on your mailbox. In Karate Belts this week, we have uh, Ursa El Oso with a purple belt. Red Wanderer, also purple. Mineral 4X is now brown. Fairly decent picker dude earned red. And thanks to the previously mentioned video, Room Picker is also now red and not just because of all that hot sauce. So remember, this show is only possible because of the support of the community. So if you value this podcast, please help keep it going by sending in any information you have that's Locksport related. 
anything at all that you think the community might find useful. That can be news, links, information, products, sales, meetups, anything you have that anybody in the Locksport community might find useful. Just send it in to me and I'll help everybody learn about it. So uh, you can also share the podcast with your lockpicking friends, either online in your social groups there or in person. If you happen to be starting to meet up in person again, you can leave a comment, thumbs up if you happen to watch it on YouTube or a review on Apple Podcasts or whatever platform you listen on. If they allow reviews, you can subscribe on Patreon or donate via PayPal. If you subscribe on Patreon, you do get a private RSS feed that will allow you to get the shows a little bit early. Basically, as soon as I have them finished editing and uploaded, you get them. And at this point, I'd like to say thank you to the producers that made this episode possible. We'll start off with a big thank you to uh, Bob B. Bob B is a new picker who says he prefers to remain somewhat anonymous, but he's a big fan of the show and the community, and he came in with a one-time donation of $50 this month. The founding executive producers, which are the Patreon subscribers, are Medler, Pandafrog, Michael Gilchrist, Starrylock, Williams Brain, Dave to be deciphered, Lebon's Locksport Journey, Pat from Uncensored Tactical, Bill N, PH Pecker, and Three Raccoons in a Raincoat. Thank you to all of you. You really do help me keep the lights on here and pay for the extra accounts that I'm having to create to keep all this running. So I appreciate it very, very much. The con- chief content producer for this episode is Cherell. He really sent in quite a few things. Other content producers are Three Raccoons in a Raincoat, Joshua Gonzalez, HV Logic, Rune Picker, Michael Gilchrist, Vent, Pandafrog, PH Picker, Starrylock, and Pocket Woman. Thank you to all of you. Um, every bit of information that I receive is critically important. I do go out and find a lot of information myself, but I can't be everywhere all at once. So thank you to all of you who keep sending in information. It really makes my job a lot easier to not have to go try and search it out. It saves me a lot of time. Again, another quick reminder, podcast is moved to a new host. The old feed will be being cut off. Most podcast apps should make the change automatically. There's a a thing called a 301 redirect that goes out that tells them, hey, your new feed's over here. Just switch over. Uh, the only problem I've had when we switched over our other podcast was with the Podbean app because we were hosted on Podbean. For some reason, they don't catch the switch when I switch off of their platform. So you may stop receiving new episodes at some point. Uh, if you do, all you have to do is unsubscribe and resubscribe, or I forget if they call it unfollow and follow again, and it will pick up the new feed at that point once I delete the old account. I plan on releasing next week a quick, short episode on the Podbean feed that just says, hey, we've moved. We're on fireside.fm with a new RSS feed. Uh, Go here to find it and subscribe. And hopefully that will help people get over that. I'm not sure, but I know that several of you do listen on Podbean. And if this causes you inconvenience, I'm really, really sorry. But I was having serious problems with Podbean's customer support and they're breaking their web interface and not wanting to fix it. So anyway, as discussed in the last episode, I have uh, been setting up a change in the Patreon. So the current $5 Patreon tier is now called the founding executive producers. At the end of the month, I'm going to close that off and replace it with another $5 a month tier that will not have quite as many 
benefits listed. Mainly, you won't get your link shared in the show notes because I'm running out of space in the 5,000 character limit on YouTube. Everybody that's already in that tier will get to stay in that tier. I'm just going to close it off to new people. For lockpicking criminal news this week, we'll start off with a very old story from 1831. The history guy on YouTube in his latest video uh, covered the 1831 City Bank of New York robbery. I'm not going to I'm not going to steal his information. He did a lot of his own research on this, but I will read the description from the video and give just a quick overview of what they found in the uh, actual break-in investigation. But for all the details, you'll have to go watch his video, which will be linked in the show notes. So the description reads, Sometime between when first teller, Lancaster S. Burling, locked up the vault in the City Bank of New York on Saturday, March 19, 1831, and when he opened the bank on Monday, someone entered the vault and stole an astounding sum of $240,000, worth approximately $7 million in today's dollars. It was not, as some newspapers at the time asserted, the first bank robbery in the United States but it was the first large bank robbery in New York City. The investigation showed no obvious damage to the vault or the locking mechanism, and they suspected the use of, quote, false keys, also known as lockpicking devices. There had evidently been other bank robberies in the area, or attempted robberies in the area, that had used false keys, some of which damaged the lock wards and made them unusable, but not in this case. Anyway, if you want to hear the whole story, go check out The History Guy on YouTube. He does a really good job of telling these stories, and I recommend you go check that out. Another story that's not directly lock-picking, but is of interest to this uh, channel, I think, is a story I came across called Thief Uses Locksmith to Steal a Car in Oakland. It says that Dan's black Mercedes-Benz C55 was parked outside his Oakland home Tuesday morning when a neighbor's surveillance camera caught a locksmith truck driving up. His neighbor saw the car parked there for about three hours. He then believes a thief paid the locksmith in cash to make a duplicate key on the spot. He says, I'm pissed at everyone. It's not supposed to happen. It's not supposed to happen in the middle of the day. You can see the dude talking to the locksmith person, going over, paying him. The dude gives him a key and then he gets in and drives off. When Dan saw the video, he called Locksmith's phone number that was printed on the van. He said, well, you didn't get any ID? He said, no, I don't understand how this is even legally possible, Dan said. Um, the NBC News affiliate also called that number and spoke to the locksmith. Says he speaks limited English, so they got one of their per people to interpret. Their quotes are... He said, he's like, how am I supposed to know that? He gave me his license, his registration. I didn't know that. You know, this guy was, you know, a thief. But Dan said that doesn't add up because the registration was in the locked car. So just because you gave him a registration, did you actually check the registration against the car? I mean, come on. <laughs> There's a VIN number on the registration. There's a VIN number on the dashboard. Do they match? Does this look like a forged document? Anyway, I hope the guy, the locksmith has insurance because if that were my car, I think I'd be suing the locksmith, not doing their due diligence. So uh, the locksmith evidently gave the victim the phone number that was used to contact him. And 
Dan called this phone number, and that then ballooned the case into a car kidnapping with a thief demanding ransom to return the car. Dan showed uh, the news agency alleged text messages where the thief types have 1000 in cash ready, $100 bills only, don't F this up. And there's also a threat that says, it'll pay me to watch her burn. Goodbye. Dan is quoted as saying, I am so frustrated at what happened, yet there's no way I'm going to pay into them trying to extort me for the money. He says he's putting his hands in the police, or he's putting his car in the hands of the police now. Sales this week, um, to be honest, I haven't checked these. They don't have expiration codes, but I haven't had time to check them before recording this week. But the same ones as last week, hooligankeys.com, new stuff 21 for 15% off. Uh, 3D Lock Sport, 10% off with the code PACKLOCK10. Mako Locks, 15% off with the code BUYMAKO. UK Lock Pickers, 10% off with the code GIFT. And in giveaways, we'll start off... Uh, Bosnian Bill's giving away the Lock Noob Pick Kit by Multipick. So if you're really uh, wanting one of those, you can head over and check out his latest video, 1871, for that. Michael Gilchrist is running his hashtag Norland 400 giveaway till the end of March. You can check that out. That's his video L108. Talon Pick has his 50,000 sub giveaway running, and you'll have to go over to his video, which is 50,000 subscribers giveaway, to get the link to follow for the instructions. That runs till the end of March also. PH Picker has his hashtag PH100, 100 sub giveaway running till the end of March. The video is his number 26, entitled 100 sub giveaway, hashtag PH100. Go check that one out. He is also doing his hashtag PH new picker giveaway till the end of March. You can go over and check out his video entitled announcing my new picker giveaway hashtag PH new picker for rules on that. Even if you're an experienced picker, you can still enter the giveaway. Just uh, try and donate the prize to a new picker is the way to do that on that one. Room picker gives away the challenge locks that he picks on Saturday. He does a giveaway for the one he picked the previous Saturday, so you can go check that out if you want to get some challenge locks to pick. Panda Frog uh, is doing his year-long, once-a-month giveaway for his challenge coins and some locks. You can check that out. He has his March video up. It's the uh, English number 152 video on his channel that will have the rules that you need to follow for this March part of the giveaway. Stay tuned because he also is giving away some extra of his challenge coins for non-video entries. So um, if you're not a YouTuber, you can go check that part of it out. I believe he does them in January, April, July, and December. CLK Supplies does their hashtag Lockboss giveaway once a week. I believe they do the live stream where they announce the winners on Tuesday. Starlock and Pocket Women all do their weekly Shoutout Monday series where they highlight channels that have fewer than 100 subscribers. They try to incentivize you to go over there and comment on those channels by holding a 20-pound Law Lock Tools gift certificate giveaway once a month. And those giveaways are... The, the drawing is from the qualifying comments on whichever video they randomly choose. So make sure if you want to win that, you check all of the videos, go to all of the, the channels that are mentioned, and 
make sure you enter a or you leave a qualifying comment. I'll leave you to watch uh, Pocket Woman and Starry Locks videos to figure out what that is. The Lock Sportscast does the Pack Lock a Month giveaway. That's me. Uh, once a month, I give away one of my custom pack locks to uh, one of the producers that helps this show by providing information or by sharing the show on social media. If you're going to share the show on social media, make sure you tag me so that I can see it. And if I see it, I'll give you an entry into my giveaway. Remember, this podcast needs your support. So send any information you have that's Locksport related to me at podcast.locksportscast.com or any of the contact methods listed in the show notes. Don't forget to share the show with your lock picking friends. And if you want, you can donate or, uh, or sign up on Patreon. No pressure there. Thank you for all of your, your support and kind comments. And remember to keep it legal. doing well today. Hey, all right. Take number four.